And welcome to Beyond Dollars and Cents uh, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia, stuttering a little bit into the intro, but um, welcome. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, we are going to have an awesome show today. I'm excited. We have, uh, you guys know, we always talk about health and we always talk about building muscle or recovery or how important certain things are. Today, um, we're going to jump into a little bit about how important the simple thing, one of the simplest things to do that you think is simple is just sleeping, right? Um, we were we were talking. I've, I've actually let me intro everybody first. We have got our very own Robin Chaddock, our marketing director. Yay. Thanks for being here. Yay. She is the uh, the the queen of fitness. Since we've started our podcast, we've had Blake Shite on. We've had lots of health professionals, and she is she is embrace. I think you are like my most embracing listener and participant and holistic. i bought every single thing that you sold on this podcast <laughs> yeah you know you can and i'm not to... making any money on no this, you're by not the way. Okay. no but you you know i think that's why the advisors who do these podcasts there are three of you yep. um and then we have, of course have lyle every once in a while really like having me on the program because i buy the books yep. i buy the tape yep. i mean i do all that you do I love it. I'm such a I am such a sucker yeah, consumer. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and for then another uh, person that has never been on my podcast, and thank you for coming on. But our very own Lauren Bice, financial advisor over in our Winter Haven office, he's a very good friend of mine, close friend. I respect him. He's been a mentor of mine for years, um, and he's here to talk with us. So thanks for being here. Thank you. That sounds great. Can I, can I leave now? It can't yeah. get better than yeah. that. Thank yeah. you. Troy. No, no. We have to also brag because. Um, Lauren isn't expecting this. Lauren does has been writing a blog oh. for us for how many years did we decide it was? I don't know, but I think we have over a hundred different columns blogs that I've written, and if we divide a hundred by twelve, that's uh, what eight nine. Maybe Easily, pretty, years. Really? pretty close. To, Way pretty before, huh? Pretty close to the same amount of time I've been at Allen and Company. Get yeah, out. because he was the first one who wrote something, and we remember. You read his email. You read an email of his, and you're like, "Well, we got to publish." Well, this. first of all, he writes beautifully. <laughs> he does. I, I mean, we. He has no idea, but our editing crew and everybody, when yours comes out, it because you're such a great storyteller. But we started by doing something in a local newspaper. That's right. And it was first and it was in a, print. Yeah, it was first in print. And I said, well, if we're doing it for that, I want to put it on the website. Yeah. And yeah. then. And then what's the name of it now? All, All about, about the plan. Thank All about the plan. Yeah. yeah. Go to the website, alleninvestments.com. Check out Lauren's blog. It's awesome. He's so witty. He's pretty funny. But his emails are better. His in, in work emails yeah. are much better. <laughs> But the one, the, but the information he puts out on whether he gets uh, uh, that has to go through compliance yeah, is uh, is awesome. is great. Is great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you have to join the company to get the email. That's right. Yes, you really do. I'll tell you what. We have kind of a thing, and we'll share it with now the whole audience. But I love how much he writes so much that there's an annual trip that is done. I'm not going to go into any of yep. those details. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not on that distribution list, but I am copied on that yeah. email yeah. just because it's entertaining. It's so witty. I literally catch myself in a corner balled up laughing. Anyway, no, that's we so love good. you, Lauren. Thank, Thank you, you for the for kudos. I'm yeah. sure we've made people curious, and I can't yeah. think of any anecdotes now from that's okay. emails. So that's, that's okay. How we 
Uh, well, no. we'll have to leave you curious. Check out his blog on the website. Very, very much worth it. So, um, yeah, we're here to talk today. We actually started in uh, talk bragging about Blake, of course. Uh, Mike and Kim Nice over at Lakeland Athletic Club. Blake is a trainer there. He's amazing, and uh, Mike and Kim have have been uh, amazing to us as well and opened up their gym and helped uh, let us use it quite a bit. Um, but Blake uh, has been on the show. He's got his own podcast that we've talked about. Uh, we, I started talking to Lauren a little bit about it, and he had some interest in looking for a trainer. But I wanted to kind of start this off by talking about your first experience with Blake Robin. And um, a, what a lot of people don't understand or realize is the importance of recovery um, instead of just working out. A lot of people get a trainer, go meet a trainer for the first time, and you know, they get some sort of canned workout, right? Oh, you're going to do your shoulders, arms, or back and, you know, biceps today, and then um, chest and triceps the next day, and then we're going to do legs another day. And it's a very systematic, automatic um, system that they just kind of plug you in, set it, forget it, and move you down, move you on. Um, Blake has such a different, and, and I'm sure other trainers are out there that have, uh, are better at that now, but Blake has a very unique process where he sits down, he wants to know who you are as a person. He wants to know how much sleep you're getting. He wants to know what you're eating. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, is the, your your first two months, you were you made a, a massive amount of progress, but you only worked out really twice a week, right? He only let me go twice a week. So That was it. So um, the first experience was in the same room we were sharing before the podcast started recording today. Mm-hmm. That's how I met him was yep. on the podcast. And my experience with him at the initial appointment was, what are your goals? What do you want to do? What what are we trying to accomplish here? I think, um, Lauren, you probably can really identify this. With the longer we've been walking around on this place, the more times we've gone into gyms and talked to trainers and gone through this process too many times. Yes, I and, am older than you. If yeah, that's what no, you were no, I out. think I am actually older than you. But um, anyway, I think one of the things that I was most impressed with was um, not just that first conversation where he was asking me about my goals, um, but was his follow through in hmm. the plan. And the plan really was about everything. Yeah, I've learned more. I've learned more and I eat more than I ever did yep. in my life. Um, he changed my caloric intake and it was about macronutrients. Um, he just is yeah. vicious with me about sleep, hydration. Yep. So it's, you know, he can, that's the thing is he can come up with some great training, resistance training, lifting, whatever you want to do. He can put that plan together. But it only means, I think it's about 50%, not even 50% of the pie, when you look at the whole piece of what makes you what makes you really get to where you want to be. Yeah. And so um, I had to pay closer attention to, to sleep, which I was only getting five hours. Yeah. And pretending like I was well-rested. Oh, man. Five hours. Well, now I got- I'm up to six and a half. Well, we got to get those numbers up. We might fit make you feel a little guilty today. After no, you're... I already know. <laughs> We're going to get into it. Um, but, yeah, we. The, I think we want to kind of steer this conversation into the importance of, you know, Blake had a very simple system, um, but that was that has two or three or four main pillars, and it wasn't just fitness. It was you were making sure you were properly hydrated. It was making sure that you 
got enough rest. It was making sure that you were eating the right things. If he, if he, if you let him know that you didn't get enough sleep or you didn't eat properly, would he change your workout? Yes, he changed my workout. So he and we, I just saw that happen last week with someone else, mm. um, and he made me come over and tell her, no, you, you can't, we can't do this workout. So it really was very customized for me. He would take that workout yep. that we had already planned and say, nope, here's what you're going to do because we do not want to negatively impact your, um, oh, I'm going to forget the acronym. I don't know. My, um, shoot. Well, it'll, it's your ability to perform the workout, whatever it was, right? Because Central nervous system. Oh, okay. Central nervous wow. system. Yeah, so that all plays a role. So he's very big much like our advisors are that's another reason i loved it so much we are about education yep right that's what our advisors do do. and it and it's um intrinsic in everything from the moment you start with a new client and he has that same mentality so it was very easy for me to migrate to him awesome thanks for that we're going to take our first break and then we'll be back and we're going to continue this conversation about the importance of sleep And welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. I'm your host, Troy Garcia. Um, we're just talking about recovery and resting and the, the importance of, of you know, making sure your body is has the right elements in it before you just go to the gym or go work out or do things or, or, or don't do things and not get enough sleep. And so um, as we were talking about you and Blake and how he would change your workouts, um, I don't think enough people understand the importance of uh, resting in general you know when when you go do a new workout the the entire idea of, of working out is you 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 produce micro tears in your muscles whatever that is they're tiny micro tear, tears and then uh, when you rest blood fills those tears essentially and produce and with protein and actually makes your muscle bigger and stronger and that's how it, that's how you you grow um, larger muscles or get stronger in general and so the the only way to do that is to rest is to not to strain those muscles is to stretch them or to or get enough sleep is kind of where I'm going with this and and so um it's such a important thing of people thinking they need to get in the gym 5 days a week 6 days a week 2 3 hours at a time when it probably comes down to what they're eating or how much they're sleeping it, and i think that plays such a, a large factor but people don't get that information uh, as I would need beat into my head enough to really understand it. Well, that's because we think that things have to be more difficult than they really are. That's right. <clears throat> we just think you have to do something where when you, if you would just stop and pay attention to the common sense things. Well, there is a certain amount of negative view of sleeping in our society. Well, you should be busy that's and right. productive all the time. That's right. Oh, you slept in till 8.30 in the morning. Well, how lazy are you? Yeah. Yeah, and you're so, exactly right. So uh, I, I think everybody, well, most people I think would have heard of this gentleman, but um, this gentleman was on uh, another podcast, Joe Rogan's podcast. He's a professor at Berkeley. He's uh, Dr. Matthew Walker, but he's a professor of neuroscience and psychology at the University of California, um, and he basically has uh, this entire show listed all these uh, facts and um, potential, you know, horrible effects caused by not getting enough sleep. 
And so I just I kind of went down this list, and we don't we're not going to talk about all of them, but just some of the things that that jumped out. Um, if you're getting six hours of sleep or less, your time to physical exha- exhaustion drops by up to thirty percent. So just six hours of sleep or less, you can get exhausted thirty percent faster than normal. And, and then is that generally true, or is that true for everyone? So Did you say that so, everyone needs six hours of sleep. Yes, absolutely. At a minimum. At a right? minimum. Yep. Um, one study showed that basically a 60% increase in the probability of getting injured uh, compared to people getting nine hours of sleep at night to those who get five. So people who only get five hours of sleep have a 60% higher chance of getting injured. So you're a little bit more drowsy. You don't have quite the balance that you would typically have. You're not quite paying attention to things that you might need to pay attention to. Um, it, it, I mean, it's just... You well, know, and it, the older we get, we lose balance. We we get off. I, I don't know why. Why does that happen? Do you know, Lauren? It's a gift from is God. That's why it is. I was blessed uh, beyond measure with that answer. one. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like it's many of the same effects from alcohol or drug toxicity. Yeah. That you get into a bit of a stupor, you're slower to react, and you don't have the coordination. Yeah. Yeah. So during your de- when people actually get sleep at night, there's essentially what he calls a sewage system in the brain that cleanses the brain of all the metabolic toxins. Basically, it cleans out everything uh, during the night, and it has a recess uh, or a, um, a reset. And essentially, it, um, one of the toxins is the underlying mechanism for, that it cleans out is an underlying toxin, underlying toxin that is Alzheimer's disease. So essentially, if you're not getting enough sleep, you're increasing your probability of getting Alzheimer's. So I have the book. I've read part of that already. Yeah. Um, And the book is well worth the investment, I would tell anybody. Uh, You can find it on Amazon. But um, it did talk about Alzheimer's, and that scared me. So a natural part of our sleep is correcting or cleansing brain chemistry every every night, every— 20-minute afternoon nap that's going on. Assuming you're getting the proper sleep and you're not you're not interrupted by sleeping issues that and we're going to get into. you help me understand what proper sleep is, that's right? That's right. Okay, That's great. right. That's right. Um, so people only sleeping four or five hours a night, they they will average eat two to 300 extra calories each day, which translates to 10 to 15 pounds of body mass. So just because you're not getting enough sleep, well, if you're not sleeping, you're eating a little bit more. Um and um, no, I am watching oh, senseless well, trash TV. <laughs> I am not eating. <laughs> I'm watching trash TV. You don't watch trash TV and eat at the same time. <laughs> no, I you do, do not. not. I have to your be pleasure. I have to be focused. <clears throat> All right. But um, so essentially, proper sleep, right, Lauren, is what we want to get to. Um, essentially, the the idea of proper sleep is you get to what's called rapid eye movement sleep, or REM sleep, right? We've heard of that since we were kids. That's right. And your body goes through uh, roughly different 90-minute cycles of REM sleep and in and out of REM sleep. And during the REM sleep is when all of these good things happen. And that can be affected. You're, you may not get to REM sleep if you maybe have had alcohol or other things or um, so, so the idea of actually getting proper REM sleep is hard, but then if you add on, um, you know, 
uh, any sort of difficulty breathing or any you know need needs for uh, you know uh, what's the one where your leg moves in the middle of the night or you get Re- restless, restless leg, leg syndrome, syndrome. Mm-hmm. so things like that can interrupt it and then even though you did get that nine hours you still may not be getting the proper sleep yes the quality and, of sleep isn't there for you right and so and so yeah there's a lot of factors that play into it and there's a lot of um, you know different things that that can affect it so we just have to you know we have to really um make it a priority it's it's funny because now when the when it hits nine o'clock at night you have small children <laughs> yeah and and i'm exhausted by putting my kids to bed too by the way and wrestling them yes and then they're in bed and is this like first 30 minutes of silence after 8 30 and then i'm done I'm toast, and I'm so excited to go to bed, cra- crazily enough, but I do have energy, more energy during the day. Children do that. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> look forward to a decent Wait, night. wait till they're teenagers, right, Lauren? Oh, You'll want to go to bed at 7 o'clock at night. Right. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Uh, but, but yeah, so so I think you guys get where we're going with this, and um, sleep is very, very important, and it, depending on the if just trying to get sleep is a lot more complex than normal, but... Um, what we wanted to talk with you, Lauren, about today was um, if you think you are having issues, just like I didn't even know I was having issues, and I actually I'll share this real quick, but about a week ago or two weeks ago, um, someone asked my wife how they, you know, how she slept, and she, she said, well, I, I slept okay, but I was up for part of the night because Troy's snoring, and I was like, What? I don't snore. You're crazy. And I actually, I jumped, I got up out of my seat. I was like, no, like, I don't believe you. And I, I would have, I would have taken it, you know, I, I wouldn't have believed it for anything. And, um, and so we had a fun conversation and, and then that's the moment I realized that I apparently I snore. So <laughs> fun. It was fun. That it was, was fun. Conversation. Thanks. Yeah, it was really fun. Yes. Everyone that, uh, I think I've known my entire life has always protested. No, not me. I don't snore. Right. That's almost universal, I believe. Oh, man. And that begs the question, well, how would you know? Weren't you asleep at the time you were right. snoring? They have apps now that will record you snoring. So it will actually... Like it will yeah. It will record audio sound? It will record audio. That's one of the options. But it will actually tell you when you are snoring. Yeah. Well, if you are committed to snoring, <laughs> you can wake yourself up. I know this firsthand. <laughs> I, I decided to go pro several years ago. And, uh, you went to the pro league of snoring. I can say I've heard it too. Oh man! Oh, oh my god! That's so good. Oh. I'm uh, sorry, I took us off. Track. No, no, no! Okay, I appreciate perfect. that very much. And so, so essentially, you know, I I discovered that maybe I'm not getting proper sleep, or I am, but I'm breathing. You know, I think that the you snore because your mouth is open, right? Is that the kind of idea behind snoring? There's a lot of reasons. That's certainly one of okay. them. But uh, uh, to go to your point, I first noticed I had sleeping problems when I had a colleague. He was from Miami. We lived in Winter Haven in Central Florida, and we would make trips to Miami on business. Mm-hmm. He would drive. Yeah. Uh, and I would sit in the passenger seat, sure. obviously, and I would fall asleep instantly, but not deep sleep. All it would take was slowing down for a red light, and I'd wake up. And I read on the internet that, uh, you know, what will we do without the internet? Probably right. oh go my outside gosh. and exercise and enjoy fresh <laughs> air, but that's, that's speculation. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I read that was a, uh, a symptom of sleep apnea. And 
then um, perhaps we'll talk about later, I did go to my doctor and I actually had a sleep study and decided that I did have apnea. So as you're saying, that was evidence that I wasn't uh, getting enough sleep because, or enough quality sleep because I'd lay down, relax, don't have to be a study, a studious or attentive to anything and boom, I'd fall asleep. So, so you were even though you were sleeping at night, you really weren't getting good quality sleep, and though you'd fall asleep on the car rides. Exactly, and excuse me for this demonstration, but I <laughs> I get that uh, I hear the sound of <laughs> yeah. oh gasping for breath, and it was that didn't oh. quite rise to the level of snoring right there. Sure, but that's indication that I was not breathing, and I <gasps> gasping yeah. and laying back and with a. Uh, Again, Robin, as we get older, you know, we have looser fatty tissue that develops in all sorts of places, including Mm -hmm. inside the throat. Uh So that would close, my throat would actually close, and I would have to gasp for air. How frightening. And frightening, we have heard people that uh, suffer from extremes of that will actually stop breathing long enough to have heart attack or some sort of event. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. we're going we're gonna to jump back into that after this next break. We're going to take this break, and, um, yeah, we're going to be right back. I, can't, I got nothing else. <laughs> and welcome back to Beyond Dollars and Cents Health and Wealth Edition. We were just left with a cliffhanger uh, from Lauren talking about kind of really the, his discovery story of, of when he realized he needed to talk to his doctor about making sure he was getting the right sleep and or just sleep in general. But um, you shared you shared with us the story about you and, and your work associate when you went down to Miami and um, you were falling asleep at the red lights, right? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give him a shout-out. That was my late friend Dave Hopper yeah. who was with Allen & Company yeah, Dave. who passed away as well. But Dave, uh, interestingly enough, I'll tell you, used a CPAP on those trips. We would... Oh. Being cheapskates that we were, we'd share a room down there, yep. and I'd never seen a CPAP in use. Okay. So we talked to, I talked to Dave about that as well oh. and learned a little on that trip. So you saw that, your kind of brain started working, and you realized that you were essentially um, not breathing in a sense, uh, and so you decided to talk to your doctor about it. And Yes, and I was tired all the time. I was gaining weight. Yeah. I mean, you may have last seen me in the Macy's Day Parade. I was floating <laughs> down Fifth Avenue. Uh, but yes, I had all these symptoms and we've heard the commercials. Are you over 55, a little bit porky? You got sure type two diabetes. I can check a lot of those boxes. I'm yep. pushing my 65th birthday here in a couple of months. Yeah. So, uh, and I wanted to get fit, take care of myself, look at, but I didn't know how, yeah. how to get better. And if you're just exhausted all the time, uh, yes, I want to go walk around the black block yeah. excuse me but right now i'm just going to sit on the couch and rest a little bit sure. and i'll do that in an hour and then it never comes yep yep you kind of put it off put it off put it off so you finally talked to your doctor and and he just instantly recommended you doing a um you know i i it's this uh test called a polysomnography that's right test? i think i told you before as <laughs> professionals in the business we call it a sleep yeah study yeah that let's use that yeah that's easier <laughs> A sleep study test. Yes. And so was that right out the gate, or did you still put it off for a while? Uh, right away. Yeah. Uh, well, put it off for a while. I can't remember the sequence. Sure. 
how long were you tired? Well, since the second child was born, you know, the first one's <laughs> I'm easy. in that phase right now. The second one yeah. is like throwing a boat anchor out of the station wagon, right? Love it. It, it really is. But uh, so I was tired for a long time, and I raised my children by myself. Mm. So you'd think, yeah, makes sense to be tired. Yeah. Eating poorly, not sleeping well, raising the children, watching my parents fade in their health and their end of life. There are a lot of those life factors that went into it. So I didn't identify sleep as necessarily one of the primary problems I was dealing with. Uh, So my doctor said right away, okay, uh, when I talked to him about these things, you know, we do all the blood work. We uh, maybe uh, just add some medications yep, uh, and so forth. But he said, let's get you to a sleep study right away. And uh, we did that. And so you did and, it. And he was a doctor that practiced in the Advent Health System. So they did it right there at the hospital. And Celebration was where I went. But, yeah, uh, I, I guess I just, I never, even before we talked about doing the show or the idea of a sleep study, I didn't genuinely didn't know what it was and that's why why I wanted to bring it up and ask the question and ultimately we were we were looking for a doctor or somebody we could really talk talk to give to give us some of the details but just understanding that yeah it's it's kind of like a hotel in a sense right they have it's really nice and accommodating yeah, so, or what so kind of walk us through the yeah. process like was it your regular um your regular general practitioning doctor, your internist, whoever you see, kind of walk us through that process. Again, it was my uh, normal doctor, my primary care, primary, primary care, care. Thank you, yep. primary care physician, and he'd done the blood work, and he had, and I was on some medication and this and that. Uh, uh, I've been on a CPAP machine for fifteen years at least now, so remembering what when is a little bit difficult. Okay, but go to a sleep. Go take the sleep study, sign up for it, and there is a, a doctor, a sleep doctor. I don't know what yeah. their specialty is called that uh, is in charge of the sleep department yep. at the hospital. So uh, you make an appointment. You go there in the evening, come prepared, bring your uh, whatever you normally sleep yep. in. I think I told you before I, I sleep in gym shorts and a T-shirt and it's Tragedy, we don't have pictures. So that'd be a treat for everyone. <laughs> Put those on the, yeah, those will be on the website. We can, we can add exactly. that. <laughs> yes. But uh, no, seriously, you you, uh, you show up and it's a room that's uh, kind of like, yes, what we talked about uh, uh, as being in maybe a single bedroom in a Holiday Inn yeah. Express or a yeah. Marriott Courtyard. Just a nice, comfortable, quiet room. And they come in and hook you up to all sorts of uh electrodes yep. much more than for an EKG or that sort of thing. Many more okay. leads and you think there is no way I'll be able to roll around with, with the wires and stuff. And the plan is for you to go to sleep at your normal time or as close to yep. go through your normal experience. You know, you can take your favorite pillow with you yep. or whatever you need to help you sleep Sure, and sleep a full night and they'll record data throughout the night. So this is what they did. And sure enough, I was asleep. Uh, I read my book a little while, turned out the lights, and I was asleep within 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it was a normal sleep mm-hmm. night despite all these electrodes. And in my case, they woke me up in just over an hour. and said, <laughs> okay, time for you to go home. We got enough data. That's it? Yes. You're Seriously? done. Seriously? Yes. They said, you stop breathing approaching 60 times a minute, not 
60 times a minute, but you are uh, stopping breathing once a second. So uh, that sound I made that I mm. won't repeat, I was essentially gasping all night long. Oh, my gasping gosh. Oh. Constantly. So, yes. So, uh, so, so, yeah, you need a CPAP machine to give oh you the quick uh, process that ensued from there. I know we're not talking particularly about CPAPs no, today. No, that's but fine. As an interest, uh, the doctor there at the uh, at the sleep center, who I never saw, I just saw the technicians, yep. he prescribes a CPAP machine. He uh, speci- specifies the pressure settings, and then I have used that every time I sleep. If I... And taking an afternoon Sunday yep. afternoon nap, I use that. I cannot sleep comfortably without a machine anymore. Wow. So um, is and is that just simply the just over your nose and mouth, and it's just kind of a it's over your nose and mouth, and it's a positive air pressure pushing to keeping the airways open. Okay. Wow. So it sounds uh, fairly simple, but it's computerized yep. and it gives delivers pressure, and not. I've talked about being older and being overweight and seriousness and sure. joking aside, I am in both of those conditions, but those aren't necessary con- uh, conditions sure. for having sleep apnea. Sure. You can be very thin and have sleep apnea. You can be young and have sleep apnea. Really? So, yes, absolutely. Oh. Uh, you don't necessarily have to snore. That's one of the hints that you may have sleep mm-hmm. apnea, but snoring isn't a necessary condition. To have sleep apnea. So, how quick was your uh, your the night the first night you slept with the machine? I mean, maybe that was uncomfortable, but once you cut your body got used to the machine, it, I mean, the sleep you got was just it was less than a week that I was sleeping more comfortably. I noticed the first week I would wake up in the night and yank something off my head. Became aware of a yep. strap on my head, and this was in the time where. Uh, the mask looks like World War II aviator. <laughs> yeah. Now they're much simpler and yeah. lighter. And uh, so it. I've talked to people that have never gotten used to it. They hmm. didn't exert the discipline. I can't imagine going that route yeah. because the sleeping is so essential to my uh, health and sure. well-being, to feeling good that I couldn't do without it. Wow, and I have been on a trip to the weekend trip somewhere. Oh, forgot the CPAP, CPAP machine. Yeah, excuse me for stammering, uh, and I just can't sleep. I, I do not wake uh, rested in the morning. We yeah. all know that feeling. Mm-hmm. I slept sure. all night. You talked a little about alcohol. Yep. I'm not a big drinker, but I can remember having a, yep. two glasses of wine at night and wake up the next morning saying and say I feel like I didn't sleep at all. Sure. It's yeah. that sort of wow. feeling. Huh. Well, thanks for that. Um, we're going to take our last break here um, and come back and talk a little bit more about getting the right amount of sleep. And welcome back back to Beyond Dollars and Cents, Health and Wealth Edition. Um, this is Troy Garcia. We were just talking to Lauren about his um, sleep study uh, what when he went through it and what happened and, and learning about kind of his discovery and some of the symptoms and and really uh, you know why we want you to think about if you have family friends or even yourself um, you know if you've always kind of questioned well I don't get good sleep and you don't know why well if you're if your partner if they know that you move in the night or you have certain 
um, things that happen while you're sleeping. Maybe you're not getting the right amount of sleep. Maybe you need to talk to your doctor about it um, and and consider you know having a sleep study done to kind of monitor where you're at from from a health standpoint. Um, but I know Robin, you had a question yeah, to Lauren and wanted to follow up with something else. So Lauren, you said you've used a CPAP now for 15 years, right? That's correct. Okay. So what what is kind of the prescription moving forward for that? You obviously feel better because you've told us that when you've forgotten it for a weekend, you didn't sleep. Um, but how do they monitor your progress? How does your doctor monitor that? And is this something you have for the rest of your life? I mean, walk us kind of through what happens after you're diagnosed. Good. Uh, thank you. I will uh, say thank you for using the word prescription. You didn't mean a mean it in this sense but you do require a prescription to get a CPAP machine oh, mm -hmm. you can't go down to the drugstore and say I want model number XYZ send right. me home with it it has to do with the pressure and the breathing right like there's CPAP and then there's another like negative pressure one or depends on what issues you have right there is a uh, I'm not aware of a negative pressure okay. one, but there is an auto pressure oh. machine now that also has some uh, feedback sensing mechanism so it can adjust the pressure Got but it. it adjusts it within a range it doesn't uh, so you again have to have a study and an rx yep. written to say uh kyle uh, i'm sorry i called you kyle oh, you're fine. our friend kyle <laughs> your name's troy that's if, right if you want to talk to me please wear a name tag i will from <laughs> going on. yes um, but they'll set the pressure within a range for instance 10 psi to 15 yep. psi maybe yep. it's not that broad but uh that's what the auto pap machines do so you may see the term cpap or apap but robin getting back to your question how do you follow up i'm going to reference tom cruise here uh not tom cruise who's the other tom tom hanks was in the news recently and he talked about having type 2 diabetes and said you know 10 years ago 15 years ago i thought taking care of my health meant taking the bun off my cheeseburger so that's a direct quote from him <laughs> within so the past true. week. Wow. And he's really worked on his health, and uh, we've seen him in the movies. He looks yeah. different now yeah. than he did 10 years ago. He's sure. taking care of himself. So that's the big answer to your question. You, the user of the CPAP, have to be involved with your doctor uh, to help him monitor this. Now, the CPAP records tremendous amount of data, how much you use it, uh, what pressures, when you're using it, any variation in pressures, more data than I understand. Hmm. So that uh, data can be downloaded at the sleep clinic to interpret oh. its uh, efficacy. Now, I have not done that. But uh, as I have lost weight, I have noticed my need for the CPAP pressure diminishes. Yep. So I will... One of the things that can happen if you're getting too much pressure is you'll swallow air. Mm. You'll wake up and need to burp. Right. So I won't demonstrate that Thank noise if you. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, my mother would be appalled that I would say that. <laughs> May she rest in peace. But uh, uh, as you, uh, as I have gained weight, yo-yo dieting, I have noticed that I uh, need more pressure. And the uh, way I feel that is... <gasps> I am pulling hard, breathing deep on that uh, machine yep. as I'm pulling in the air, and sometimes that will wake me up. Okay. So to have this CPAP machine uh, adjusted 
you call the CPAP technician, they send them out and so forth. Oh. Unless you're an engineering nerd like yeah. I am, and then you look you on the internet and find the double <laughs> secret way. But don't tell our doctor that I said that. That's just between That's us. That's just okay? between us. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. But uh, <laughs> so it's an ongoing process, and it is time after 15 years, it's probably about five years later than I need. It's time to have another sleep study for me. Okay, so they do. So the yeah. data that's collected in this machine can be monitored, obviously, by your doctor. But it's a point of, or a technician, as you had mentioned, they would read that and share that with the doc. Is that kind of how that whole thing plays out? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And I would envision it as being a lifetime device. I have now a portable one, battery powered, that I can take on the airplane and and so forth or uh, travel with. It's easier and lighter to travel. That's great. A big part of this, I'll also mention aside, is maintenance. You want to keep your device clean if you have such a thing. Uh-huh. You can imagine, okay, I don't need to change the hose. I don't need to wash sure. the hose. You don't want bacteria, mold, and so forth growing in those yeah. devices. So oh, you boy. need to wash them clean, keep them clean regularly wow. by the prescribed mechanisms yeah. or, or processes and change them out frequently as and, well. And so now so now you're you know getting good sleep feeling better and, and kind of your, as your health has kind of continued to improve. But um, so how has your, you know, how feeling tired during the day, is that obviously kind of gone away? Yes, absolutely. It's so much better. I could not get through uh, a work day without a 15 minute nap. And wow. Fortunately, I had a profession and a schedule I could manage where I sure. could turn my back to the door and uh, yeah, Doze off in my chair for sure. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, you know? especially if you need it, yeah. But I don't have that situation yeah. anymore, so, yeah. so it's <laughs> much better. That's great. <laughs> this is good information. It's so important, and, and, and you know, and that's the thing. When people, people think they're getting sleep just because they lay down for eight, nine hours at night, but yet still we, you might not be. And, if again, if, if any of our listeners out there have any questions about it or are curious – um, talk to your doctor. Listen to your, you know, if you if you have a significant other and you're snoring at night or or kicking or um, you know whatever it might be. You know, there's so many things that they do other than just um, uh, look. You know, determine if you need a, a CPAP machine in in those sleep studies. Um, you know, they talk about periodic limb movement disorder. They talk about narcolepsy. They talk about um, you know obviously the sleep apnea and things like that. So so check with your doctor. Um, you you. I think I can't stress it enough, but getting good sleep is, is one of our, I think, building building box and one of the bit most essential things to having a good quality life. I'll tell you what, and I think for our listeners out there, we keep talking about your significant others, you know, um, who could point out maybe yeah. that you're wrestling a lot in your sleep or you're snoring in your sleep. There are a lot of listeners out there who do not have a significant other. Sure. And so... I would highly recommend that if you are feeling like Lauren shared with us today where you just feel like you're tired all the time, that's a pretty telling symptom that you need to pay attention to. So you might not have the luxury of someone. In this day and age, we have apps on our phones. We have watches that can monitor. Good point. You know, and I think that's an option if you are possibly, you know, in it on your own right now but if you are feeling that tiredness um again as troy and 
Lauren have shared, talk to your doctor because I've noticed in the last 15 months the difference even one more hour a night has made in my life. The the quality of life is hmm. really, really noticeable, Yeah, the improvement. Wow. So sleep is king. Sleep is, that's it, that's it. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, again, you can find Lauren on our website, alleninvestments.com, his blog under under our blogs and podcasts. You can find this, obviously, as you know, because you guys are listening to us, so you know exactly where to find me under the Health and Wealth Edition on our on our website and all the other outlets that we're on. Um, but thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, Lauren, really, really appreciate your, sh- your story. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I always enjoy visiting with both of you. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Lauren, or <laughs> Robin? I'm wearing my see name it. tag. Yeah, yeah Lauren <laughs> we'll Robin. See, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Okay. Okay. Thank Until you. next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult with an appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guests appearing on the show and their respective companies are not affiliated with LPL Financial and Allen & Company. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.